G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, there are questions that we ought to be asking ourselves and sometimes not so courageous even enough to ask the question, but what sort of people does God use to fulfill his purposes? Well, surely he could never use someone like me. Oftentimes that's the response. I feel like I know so little, or like Moses, I can't speak so well. Could God do anything significant through me? Well, let's talk through this issue. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been writing about the issue this week, the people God uses. Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, is it a secret, the sort of person that God uses? Uh, well, if you're familiar with Scripture, it's uh, not too secret. Uh, we find it pretty clearly uh, laid out, both in you know prose, but also in uh, uh, the lives of some of the the great saints. Um, looking at things like humility and having a teachable spirit and being willing to uh, be held to account. Uh, you know, traits of godliness that means somebody God can use, and we have some of the passages like, you know, this is the one that God uh, favors those who are humble and, you know, tremble at God's word, things like that. So it's uh, it's not too secret. It's there. It's just that it goes against the grain. Uh, the world certainly has its idea of leadership, you know, strong, uh, macho men and, uh, you know, who boss people around, but of course the biblical picture of, well, a leader or anybody that God uses is really a servant, somebody that uh, looks to uh, love others and serve them. Jesus was your perfect example of the servant leader. So in a sense, uh, there's encouragement in the Bible. We all can be used if we're uh, willing to stay humble, to stay on our knees and just say, Lord, I'm available. Take it from there. Sometimes, Bill, I think you can get the impression that those sayings sometimes in the Bible, like, you know, God resisting the proud and giving grace to the humble and uh, using those uh, humble and contrite hearts uh, for his purposes, that sometimes they feel like they're there for our encouragement. But really what you're saying is these are actually even more than that, more than an encouragement, even a definition of the sort of person that God might be looking for. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's uh, Again, we see it spelled out in passages like you just quoted. We see it lived out in the lives of various men and women of God. And, uh, well, not just in the Bible. If you read church history, one of the great things I always tell God's people, if you want to get blessed and encouraged and grow and become more godly, just start reading some of the great biographies of the great men and women of God, and you'll see time and time again the kind of person that God uses. But even if we go back to Scripture, uh, you know, you think of, say, a Gideon in the book of Judges. I always get a, 
a bit of a chuckle, actually, about what it says when the angel of the Lord first appears to Gideon. He says, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor, or mighty warrior of God. And yet, what was Gideon doing when uh, the angel came? He was actually hiding from the Midianites. So he didn't exactly look like a, you know, this mighty man of God, this great warrior. He looked like, a, you know, he was a bit afraid and a bit, uh, you know, hesitant. And yet God uh, first, uh, you know, said to him in those words that he was somebody uh, that he could actually use. So that's, uh, I think, an encouragement to all of us. If you uh, feel a bit uh, uh, unqualified, you're not very strong, you're not very, you don't have the natural talents and gifts that you think you should have to be used, well, you may, in fact, be the, the most qualified. In fact, there's that famous saying about God does not call the qualified, but he does qualify the called. So if he calls you to do something, uh, he can equip you, he can qualify you, he can give you the abilities and the gifts. But again, these basic traits of humility, uh, obedience, being willing to do whatever he asks, uh, that's, the, that's the kind of stuff God's looking for. I mean, he can find plenty of uh, big, strong men and women and, you know, people who look to the world like they're great leaders, but it's harder to find the people who are, well, bended knee, who are, you know, on their faces before God, humble, listening to God's commands. So that's the the harder job, I think. And Bill, I imagine it's important to consider why God might choose that type of humble, contrite of heart person, because ultimately he's the one who receives the glory and it's yeah, not yeah. humanity and our own strengths that actually gets us through yeah absolutely that's a, a good point indeed and that's often the way god works uh, paul even talks about that he says in corinthians you know not many who are strong and powerful and mighty and so on are called, but God chooses the weak and the despised and the rejected people of the world. And just as you say, well, if somebody's going to get glory, it's obviously not going to be these people who in themselves are no hopers, they're nobodies, uh, the world would never think of them as anybody to applaud and congratulate. So when God gets the job done through these various nobodies like you and me, Oh, well, he certainly does get the glory. He gets the credit. And then we can say, wow, God can use even somebody like me. I, you know, I feel like I'm such a nobody. I'm so unqualified. I've got nothing to offer. And yet God could use me. So God gets the glory. And uh, so it's encouraging to all of us, I think. Uh, I do my thing with writing ministry and speaking and teaching. Other people have other gifts or callings, uh, we all have something we can give, even if we just give God our open hands and say, fill them with whatever you want, uh, God can use us. So that's the good news. There is no uh, little people, as Francis Schaeffer used to talk about. Everybody in God's kingdom is big because they serve a big God.
And Bill, the encouragement for people to have an honest self-assessment about Mm -hmm. their own natural abilities, because there are some who are especially gifted and some sometimes a false humility that mm-hmm. that you might have that sort of underplays the gift that you have yeah. uh, there is a difference yeah. isn't there between true humility and a false humility and and we ought not to be hiding those real gifts that we do have although approaching them with humility yeah no it's it's a good point as well and it, it can go both ways sometimes oftentimes god will take if you will, what we call the natural giftings. I mean, I had certain abilities before I was a Christian. Now, first of all, I think God put them there, you know, so in one sense it was, he gets the credit anyway, but I was a writer uh, as a non-Christian. I used to edit the underground newspaper back in my hippie days, so there I had a a natural gifting or a God-given gifting, but of course using it for all the wrong reasons. When I got saved, of course, God could take that which was already in me, probably given to me by him in the first place, and then use it for the kingdom. Of course, sometimes it can go the other way. You read some of these biographies, there might be guys who are really gifted, maybe a musician or athlete or something, but, you know, God tells them to give it all up, and they go off to, you know, Africa or China as a missionary, and you never hear from them again. So it can kind of work both ways. Sometimes God will give us those gifts, uh, abilities, and you'll use them for the kingdom. Sometimes what we might think would be the natural things to use, he'll say, no, I've got something else in mind. So again, the, the key here is just to be open to God, to say, Lord, whatever. If you want me to use this gift or this uh, thing that I like, for your kingdom, great. But if you got something else, I'm open to that as well. So, again, this attitude of humility, of being willing to do whatever God calls us to do, that really is the key to be used by God. This idea of checking your attitudes and attitudes perhaps separate to the real gift that you might be able to use because this attitude, uh, even when you describe that as servanthood, the heart of a servant, uh, that's Mm. something that is really highlighted in the Scriptures, isn't it? I'm reminded of James and John fighting over Mm. who'd be greatest in the kingdom and (laughs) Jesus' words to them were, you know, he who desires to be the greatest must be the servant of all, lowering yourself, uh, not putting yourself forward. These are qualities that the Christian develops. Yeah, absolutely. Again, the world has its ideas of greatness, of leadership, uh, but usually it's always the wrong ideas. God has always, uh, it seems, the opposite in mind. Uh, Instead of lording it over others, we serve one another with humility, and that's what God prefers. That's how he gets the job done. So in that sense, again, um, you know, who cares? Uh, If you're strong and handsome, if you're muscular and athletic, if you're great musical abilities, great speaking abilities, great this, great that, none of that in one sense amounts to a hill of beans. What does amount is if you're available, if you're willing to be used of God and you say, God, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, that's the attitude God's looking for. Sure, he can sometimes use abilities we might have, but much more important in his books is this attitude of availability and saying, Lord, 
uh, wherever, whenever, why ever, I'm, I'm here. So lead me, and uh, that's usually how God gets the job done. Well, great to be able to talk about the sort of people that God uses. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, uh, outstanding thoughts. I'll point people to your article, uh, The People God Uses. Simply go to BillMuhlenberg.com or you can Google Culture Watch. Bill, always great getting your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.